Welcome to the Pinning Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher, joined as always by Dick Briggs, a Hall of Fame coach and former Jeff and you and I wrestler. Uh, today, kind of going to be our uh, like our weight cutting practice. We're going to get in, get a good sweat, and uh, get out and get get on with today, right? So a red flag day, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, big weekend, uh, you know. Uh, Wrestling wise, uh, for you know the the D one schools in in Iowa, and of course uh, there's a lot of buzz around uh, the Hawkeyes weekend. Um, they went to Illinois, swept uh, two duels with Northwestern on Friday, then Illinois on on Sunday. But seems like the biggest takeaway from the weekend really was the fact that uh, Austin DeSanto didn't wrestle. Colin Schriever did uh, pulling his red shirt. Uh, you know, I guess uh, with your, uh, what are your thoughts about kind of that uh, playing out and in, in that situation? Well, I tell you, I, I don't, I don't think it reads well for the for the health of DeSanto for the future. I mean, that being said, I, I think I just saw the the new the latest uh, or the projected lineup for this weekend, and he's listed on it. So. I'm now confused, uh, you know, so uh, we'll have to see how it plays out, I guess. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something that, uh, you know, I was really, really surprised when it uh, occurred. And then, you know, I, I think one thing that's been, oh, maybe something as far as uh, the approach by Tom Brands is, um, making sure you have depth and guys ready to go in case something does happen late in the season. You know, is it uh, is it worth burning red shirts for somebody like Colin Schriever and um, Brendan Swafford to make sure you have a capable uh, backup that gets a little bit of a resume for, you know, postseason consideration when it comes to the conferences, automatic bids, and then being able to get an at-large one if they don't get one of those automatic bids, I don't know. But it, it just seemed to, to kind of be uh, not necessarily a red flag, but but just a really confusing situation, to say the least. Right. I, and I guess they're both are listed, DeSanto and, and Colin Schriever, as probable. So my guess is Austin will not wrestle. I mean, that's just – that's my guess. And, and you know, especially if they start at 25, they're, you know, they won't – a lot of the meat won't be uh, – will still be in front of them rather than behind them. You know, if they start at a different weight, maybe, you know, if they draw or whatever, um, maybe that's, you know, part of the plan too. So if they if needed, he comes in and, you know, that sort of thing. So um, I, I'm confused. Yeah, it's just – it's you know, I, w- I don't think – to answer your question, no, I don't think – it's worth it, you know, to pull a red shirt. You know, you've got you pulled a red shirt off of one athlete, and he hasn't wrestled a duel yet, so um, I, mm-hmm. I don't understand that. And then, uh, but I think the thirty-three that we may not see Austin this week, or at least not against Ohio State. Anymore. Yeah, the one, I guess, you know, I have no idea. You know, a ton of people have asked me, you know, what's going on with them, you know, what what's the deal? Why isn't he wrestling? I have no clue. You know, at Purdue, you know, he wasn't there. Um, 
And uh, to give credit, it was Ross Bartacek that asked, you know, from Mighty Russell that asked Tom Brands where DeSanto was. They said he was on the bench. He took a day off. It was his decision. There are no issues, right? Now, that could mean a lot of things. You know, there's ambiguity a lot of times when it comes to answers like that. So you don't really know exactly. Um, you know, does that mean there's no issues with his health? Does that mean there's no issues between the coaches and him? You know, are, are there just no issues in general? You know, so it's, it's craftily worded, I guess I would say, to, you know, but we just don't know. Um, I have a brand, uh, brands will have his weekly press conference here a little bit this afternoon. We're recording on Wednesday and, you know, I'm sure we'll find out more. And, uh, my guess is he'll just mention that, uh, you know, uh, that they're both uh, ready to go if, if needed. So, uh, the one thing that did kind of stand out when I was listening to Stephen Grace's, uh, play-by-play on uh, or broadcast on KXIC, the post-meet interview with Tom Brands, you know, he said for fans, but somebody's not in there, don't expect impending doom. Now, I don't know if that was more focused on the fact that Jaden Eiderman didn't wrestle this weekend or if it was both or just in general when a starter's not in there. But this, this one's really – this one's – I think caused the attention of uh, so many people. And it's just one of those cloudy situations. Nobody, only people that know the answer to uh, this are ones that uh, are in that room. Right. You know, in one respect, it makes it kind of fun to see what, how it's going to play out. You know, you're, you don't know, you know, as far as the rest of the lineup, it's kind of coming together uh, other than really uh, Ironman's listed as the only 41 pounder. So assuming he, steps in at 41 and wrestles it that leaves 33 as being the, the big question mark now and uh you know so the rest of the lineup's kind of kind of getting to basically uh 100 minus so 90 percent, i guess <laughs> minus <laughs> well yeah i mean it's interesting that you mentioned that because you know at the beginning of the season we saw miles wilson wrestling with 84 now Ava Saad seems to you know be in control of that spot We've seen Zach Glazier wrestle at 97 a few times before the break. Warner seems to be, uh, you know, kind of kind of rolling there. Uh, Marinelli's been a mainstay. Young's been a mainstay. Murin, um, you know, has, has really stepped in and been consistent there at 49 since the Iowa State duel. Um, you know, Ironman's back. It looked like he injured a finger against Purdue, and that's maybe why – uh, he had the Illinois trip off and, and to kind of get things, uh, right. And then of course, uh, you know, the Ayala for, for Spencer Lee, I think this is, he is the guy now at 25. And of course, uh, like you said, you know, you know, Cassiope's been a constant, um, they're, they're coming in the form of what you kind of expected a little bit, um, from right. this lineup at the beginning of the season, you know, minus Lee, and uh, the question mark at 133. Right. And uh, and uh, also Nelson Brands at 74 uh, was in there, you know, as Kemmerer was getting ready or maybe just maybe just a short season for him, you know. Go, right. ramp. <laughs> so uh, um, so, you know, guys are looking strong. Uh, I, I'm, I'm encouraged with with Amirin and uh, and Young. 
They've stepped it up. Murin's got a handful. Boy, oh boy, he's got a handful. Sasso, who's man, that that guy is hard to score on. He, is, he just bites them to the nail to finish takedown. So, um, so it's gonna be fun to watch that one. Hopefully, yeah, that's uh, you know, that's a match that uh, you know, Sasso is dangerous to where, regardless of what position you're in, if you let up, he can make you pay. What you what you think about Ayala? You know, it was one thing to uh, come away with a big win over Schroeder um, against Purdue, but then to follow it up with uh, a win over D'Agostino from Northwestern, and uh, and almost come away with a fall, locked up a cradle, and almost got a fall, ended up with two near fall. But uh, I tell you what, he just looks like uh, you know he's he's still kind of kind of rolling oh he's he's getting it going for sure absolutely he i mean we know we've watched him in in uh as close as we can from this side of the state when he was going through but but uh you know he's he's no slouch he's he's everything and then some so uh he you know the big question for me and i don't want to get way ahead of ourselves here but is uh you know if i was going to be a contender i think they have to they have to they have to be in the in the metal hunt at 25 and then also at 49, 57. I think those three particular, along with their with their high seated people doing their job, uh, if they're going to be in the in the hunt for that championship. So um, I'm excited to see how how the, you know Ayala does. It. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, you know they. Iowa dominated its way, uh, won nine of ten matches in, in both uh, duels. And one of the things that really kind of uh, caught my eye, the three uh, former Illinois uh, preps that kind of went back, Abasad, Jacob Warner, uh, Tony Cassiope, uh, they had dominant weekends. Um, you know, through their uh, – through their six matches, they went six and all. They outscored they outscored their opponents. Uh, I think I know it was thirty four to five on Friday, and then I think it was eighteen to two on Sunday. Um, but actually, it might be uh, it was twenty to two. So it's fifty four to seven. They outscored their six opponents combined. Uh, in that sweep of uh, Northwestern and and Illinois, so kind of a happy homecoming for that trio, huh? Yeah, absolutely for sure. Um, you know, especially Warner, who's a senior. Uh, the other guys will get to go back, but that's got to be fun for him to and for all three of them to to walk away that way. The uh, you know it was, it was actually a feel good weekend, I think, for the Hawkeyes that sweep over there and you know, kind of licked licked some wounds and and. Uh, you know, start wrestling with dominance like coach wants them to. And, uh, you know, so that, with that, with that in mind, I, they, I know there's can't look back now, but coming off of the weekend, that really helps, you know, for this week preparing for Ohio state. Yeah. It's a nice springboard, right? Kind of get things, get some momentum rolling. And, uh, you know, this is a nice springboard into a, a little bit of a tougher opponent against Ohio state. And then of course, two weeks from now, uh, Penn State comes rolling into Iowa City, so um, right. yeah, this is, might be coming <laughs> roaring in actually. 
What was that? Penn State might be coming roaring in. Like yeah. Games that they are. So yeah. Yep, they'll be uh, they'll be at full strength and and fully loaded for for that as well. The other thing that kind of stands out, even though you know the last uh, three duels, he he didn't face Kendall Coleman and he didn't face Ryan Deacon, who didn't weigh in for uh, Northwestern, but Caleb Young um, looks a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable at 57. Is, uh, they head in Ohio State, head into Ohio State. Right, that's the one that I stood out for me too. When I was thinking about wrestling with dominance, he, he did this weekend. He he really stepped it up, and and uh, and he need, needs to. You know, sometimes you can have wrestlers that wrestle to their competition. So if their competition is really good, they wrestle a close match with them. If their competition is really not so good, or at least at a level or two down, they wrestle a close match with them. So. Not the case there. He really stepped it up and, and did a nice job. I, I also want to mention, we talked about Trevor, but you know he had two losses, but he wrestled. That was a tough weekend for him, wrestling a couple of top 10 ranked kids, and he wrestled them pretty well. So kudos to him. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people don't realize that Cannon, how good Cannon is for, for Northwestern. And, of course, Lucas Fur, a returning All-American, who uh, definitely leading the way uh for illinois so yeah you bring up a good point you know he had uh he had a tough slate um in both duels and and uh you know he uh he competed well in, in both yep. you know with uh, ohio state obviously um i think you know this this might be their i was one of uh i was toughest opponents here so far this year uh, obviously, they had a good one uh, with uh, was it North Dakota or North Carolina State down in Florida. Um, you know, Iowa State has uh, made some leaps in the the rankings, um, but I, I think this is going to be their biggest test to date, really uh, wrestling at Columbus. Right, and and another kind of going back to one thirty three and who might who they might fill in there. It's not one of Ohio State's strongest weights. They have an unranked wrestler there. So, you know, that might be part of a decision-making process as well. So, you know, if, if Schriever did a nice job, can he win? Can he beat the unranked wrestler? You know, so, you know, if, if uh, DeSanto is, in fact, still injured or whatever the issue is, I don't, I don't know what, if he's injured or what, but whatever it is. So um, we'll see. Yeah, and, you know, the other uh... – the other part of the uh, Ohio State duel that I'm really looking forward to is that stretch between 65 and 74 or 84. Um, you're going to have three really good matchups between Marinelli and Karchla. Uh, you've got uh, Kemmerer and Ethan Smith, and then uh, Assad and, and Caleb Romero. I, I think uh, you got you got three. Real, I wouldn't necessarily call them toss-ups. Um, you know, because I think Marinelli and Kemmerer are favorites, obviously. But I think those are three matches that are going to be highly competitive. And if somebody's not on their game, uh, you know, for either uh, for either team, you know, you could see uh, kind of a, you know, maybe a, a turn of the tide um, during those matches. Right. And I would agree that Marinelli and Kemmerer are probably favored. And maybe Assad's not, but but 
it's close enough, I think. And Assad's really, you know, he kind of came out of the gate late. So now he's just starting to pick up steam. This would be a great win for him to really step him up in the rankings and potential seedings for nationals. So, you know, I'm sure certainly at Big Ten. So anyway, um, yeah, those are three critical matches, I think, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, uh, it'll, it'll be fun uh, to watch that overall. And, of course, you know, hopefully we get some uh, clarity on, on 133. A couple just a uh, couple interesting notes. Uh, Iowa has the longest uh, dual win streak in the country right now, active uh, streak with 28 straight. Uh, Iowa's won 27 consecutive Big Ten duels. Um, you know, so they're uh, they're kind of riding along there. Um, against Ohio State, and this surprised me a little bit, um, Iowa, Iowa leads the all-time series against Ohio State 41-4. to four. Wow. I would have thought I would have thought that would have been uh, a little bit of a a closer gap, you know. But wow, Iowa, yeah. You know. Go figure. You know, yeah. Ohio State was always known, obviously, for football, and and uh, you know through the early years, not real strong in wrestling, obviously, and then and then uh, yeah, but they've been strong for the last sheesh, 15, 20 years, maybe. You'd think they'd have more than four. But yeah, well, it's tough to beat Iowa, especially in Iowa City. Not, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm I'm blanking on the old uh, Ohio State coach. He used to, I think he used to get into it with Gable all the time. Russ Hellickson. Uh, what? Russ Hellickson. Yes, Hellickson. Yeah. You know, he had some good teams and and stuff back then. But like you said, Iowa, you know, in its heyday, it was tough to beat. So, you know, Hellickson was. Um, Ellickson was always the great – I always thought he came out and spoke because back then they were saying Gable dominated and it was parody in the sport. And, and Ellickson was the one that said, no, that's that's what we need. He supported and and uh, came out vocally and said, you know, he sets the bar and he makes the rest of us work to that level. So I had great admiration and respect for, for Russ Ellickson. Oh, yeah, he was a great coach. I just thought maybe uh, Iowa, Iowa and Ohio State competition-wise, Got a little heated between the two coaches because they were so competitive. <laughs> but uh, I could be, I like I said, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. And oh no, stuff. that was there on Matt's side. But then, oh, okay. Matt, you know, that's his comment. So definitely Matt's side. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for watching us uh, uh, this week. Make sure you get out and catch all the the action uh, going on as we, uh, you know, approach a conference meet and kind of the championship season. And as always, Coach Briggs, why don't you take us out? Let's keep wrestling on the move.